Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Thanks for spending some time with us here this morning as we take you right up until noon hour talking sports with you. Coming up today on the BMW of Des Moines guest list, uh, the Huskers are back in action. Stephen M. Sipple will be back in his normal spot here on a Thursday. We will take the pulse of Husker Nation with Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. They play Indiana. They host Indiana uh, this weekend. Uh, so we'll t- we'll talk to sip about a number of things uh washington no longer with the program is that a permanent situation uh so we'll find out we'll talk to sip and look forward to it after uh, we missed him last week lee sterling from paramount sports will join us at ten forty-five. lee's got a handful of picks uh that he will share with us at that particular time and then in the 11 o'clock hour it's iowa state and iowa in that order uh, alex halstead 24 7 sports cycloneralert.com uh will join us at 11 15 11 20 20-ish, followed by Mark Morehouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. It's Iowa State, Oklahoma State. It's the Hawks on the road taking on Northwestern Ryan Field, 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Who's got the broadcast? I think it's ESPN2. It's the Deuce again. Gotcha. Who's doing the play-by-play? Do we know? I don't know for sure. Nor do I. The game notes were there, and I guess I just skimmed right over that part. Well, of it. we know it's on. Uh, we know it's on the Deuce at eleven o'clock. We know Iowa State will kick off on FS1 at two thirty. You get just we... what you want. The teams are separated. They're Perfect. not playing at the same time. Perfect. You're going to be pumped up for this one. I absolutely am. As we're getting down to a precious few. I'm crazy. Both of them off next week, which is weird. It but is. But you know what? It is on one hand and on the other hand. I'm kind of glad they are because it extends the season, the regular season, out another week. So I'm all for that. That's uh, your justification behind that's it? That's my justification, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Dang all it. right. I'm also sticking to the fact that uh, that the Nationals are a better baseball team, and certainly after the first two, Trent, on before the season, before the series started, you know, our question was, why can't, why, what are we missing here? Mm-hmm. Why by thinking the Nationals can win this thing? Absolutely. I look the the pitching matchups haven't lived up to the hype that they both had. Um, you know, Scherzer versus Cole, and then yesterday Verlander, uh, Strasburg. They, they've been good, don't get me wrong, but certainly more runs scored, I think, than most people thought that there would be. And the season, go, the series rather goes back to Washington, the nation's capital, with their baseball team up two games to nothing. The next three are in Washington. I mean, is it over? It's not over. I hope you're right, man. What, do, what do you see that you think the Astros are going to come out of this deep slump? That they're they're the Astros. This team is too talented to just go down, laying down. I, I'm not saying they're going to be swept, but so you think he gets? Boy, I hope you're right, Trey. Get the gosh darn thing back to Houston. Get to Game Tuesday. Six. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, right. at least get us there. If that happens, I will be happy. But yeah, if this thing ends over the weekend, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, me too. Because I thought we were buckled in, and mm-hmm. it was the Nationals can win it. They can win it at six or seven, not and if it's a, four or five. Absolutely. If it's a game five on, on Sunday night, man, it's the Packers and the Chiefs. And I'm telling you, and you weren't oh. listening yesterday. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm scolding you here. Oh. <laughs> Mahomes, Mahomes is playing. What? Mahomes is playing. He's not playing. He is going to play. On, he practiced yesterday. 
The the word I've got, word I've got. I checked with Nick Athen. The word he got, and okay. I'm regurgitating, is um, looking you with your con- sources over man, there. Source right, Nick. Um, they're more worried about his ankle than his knee. Oh, really? They're more worried. There's more concern about his ankle than there is about his kneecap. Um, Trendy practice yesterday. This is not going to be three weeks. And, and whether you think that they should err on the side of caution, and I, I do. get that. Yes, I do. Because here's the thing. They are a layup in that division. It is atrocious, with a capital atrocious. The Chargers are the Chargers. The Chargers are the Chargers. The Broncos stink and will get crushed this week. And get all you want on the Colts before that line goes up. And I'm shocked it's just six. What am I missing? You've told us a few times with the Broncos this year, and it hasn't worked out well. They're terrible. I don't like listening to you and your thoughts on your Denver Broncos probably, when they're bad. Probably fair. And, and usually when they're good, too. Um, and the Raiders aren't that good. So no, by they're, default, they're average the Chiefs are going to win the division. It's the Packers this week. It's the Vikings next week. It seems like the Patriots are... Home free. Home free at this point, right? That the yeah. AFC is going to go through uh, Foxborough. You want that two seed. You want that buy in the first round. And, you know, then you cross their fingers if indeed there is an upset in the uh, divisional round that, uh, that the Patriots do go down in flames and therefore you would get to host the AFC championship if indeed they advance. But you, the, the one seems, the one seed seems out of reach. It's crazy to say. I mean, we're seven weeks in and it seems out of reach, but it does. Uh, but so, so the two seed is, is very much in play. I, I think Mahomes is going to try, Trent. I really do. Gonna give it a shot. Yeah, and I'm anxious to. Now, is the game still on the board? By the way, because it opened up Kansas City favored four. Yesterday, when I looked, Green Bay was favored four. So mm-hmm. an eight point swing with Mahomes being out. Kenny White told us yesterday, who is as good as there is in the business. I'm not overhyping this guy, gang. Check. I mean, Google him yourself. Kenny White Sports, or or, or Google Kenny White Las Vegas and read about him. He, I mean, he's twenty something years old and setting the lines in the eighties and nineties. He's not 20-something years old now. For the biggest properties on the Strip, it's not like this guy's got one little book uh, in downtown Las Vegas or in the outskirts uh, somewhere. He's setting the lines for the biggest properties in the state. He knows what he's talking about. He's, he, his power rankings without Mahomes dropped the Chiefs from 2 to 19. Did you you heard him say that? Yes. I mean, I almost fell off my chair. That's a big, big, that's a huge drop. That's a monstrous number. Absolutely. It is currently still on the board. Still on the board. And what is Are you on a Vegas Insider? I am. It's uh, either four or three and a half. Mm -hmm. About 50-50 split on where the books have it. But three and a half, four still is where that number lies here. And what does it say about Mahomes? Because Vegas It says out. It says out underneath it. Okay. He's going to play? I think he's going to try, Trent. I he just... practiced yesterday. He, okay, he practiced, but what does practice mean? I mean, is he, is he out there? He's not out there flinging around 60 times. I don't know what he's doing. He he's not practicing. going through, you know, they never do full contact but injured with the guy, Sure, but injured guys usually, you know, they're in street clothes or standing watching practice. He was participating in Now, to some extent. We'll see, but it's something to watch because... We'll see. <laughs> that, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid said before practice, this is from our friend Adam Teicher uh, over at ESPN.com, that backup quarterback Matt Moore, who replaced Mahomes, would get a good percentage of the reps. Yesterday. That was yesterday. Who's getting the others? Before practice began. And who's getting the others? The injured quarterback is going to get some reps? I doubt it. This is unbelievable. 
unbelievable. See, I saw something about this on Twitter. And you never even thought to look. I didn't even click on it because it, I didn't know if it was like a promoted tweet, you know, those old promoted right. tweets that come up. I, I didn't even, it didn't cross my mind that this was a possibility. Bad work out of me. Because mm-hmm. I should, coming in today, this is something definitely I should have been prepared for. You have knocked me completely to the floor here. This is baffling. Yeah, I'm, he's he's going to try. We'll see. Look, it's going to be, if he doesn't play, it's going to take a ton of shine off of this Sunday night game. I mean, yeah. Rodgers versus Mahomes, that's appointment TV. Game five of the, I hate to say it, game five of the World Series or not. Flip back and forth, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. That, that That's a massive game on NBC Sunday night football. What a great way to end the weekend. Now, you mentioned clicking on tweets that you think are kind of clickbait type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I clicked, do you, you follow Heartland College Sports. I do, yeah. I don't, but because we had Matt Postens on, I was on his Twitter feed. Do you know where I'm going with this one? I, I don't, but tell people why you won't follow somebody that we enjoy, Heartland College Sports. Well, I do follow him. Oh, you do? Yeah, but I've got him muted. Oh, you have muted. I don't, okay. I, I don't, I don't want my Twitter feed. That's not fair, because Postens is good, but he's, yeah. he's, one, he's, a, he's a, um, one of these guys that just tweets constantly. Tweets too much. Yes. We follow Matt Miller on Condon. We do? Good. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so where was I going? So anyway, so, so I clicked on there was a, at Heartland College Sports. I you know I read their Twitter feed, and I came across this one. A guy by the name of Greg Swaim, Craig Swaim, and I clicked on his um, what would you call it? His homepage. What's what's your what's the Miller and Condon homepage? We see how many followers we got. Yeah, your landing page, landing page. profile page, profile. That's a better word for it. And and, and Swaim Sports LLC. Greg Swain, has 51,000 followers. Mm. He tweeted out yesterday that there's very... I'm reading the tweet verbatim. Very interesting rumors circulating at Big 12 Media Days about Arizona State and Arizona dumping the Pac-12 for the Central Time Zone games for more national exposure. The Big 12 expands... And takes Arizona and Arizona State. I mean, we're in the, this is an expansion season. This is a May-June topic. <laughs> right. Arizona State, look, and, and Arizona are fed up with the Pac-12 and want out and want to land in the Big 12. Look, selfishly, I hope the Big 12 never expands. Because I of the way it. the schedule yes. sets up. In football and in basketball. Basketball, you've got home and away. Football, you've got every year you're going to play your conference foes as opposed to, you know, when when it was the North and it was the South, you'd get three of them for two years and they would rotate and you'd get the other three and you'd hope that you'd avoid Texas and Oklahoma. And who was the other one at the time? Was it Oklahoma State in the... I don't remember. Anyways, uh, you get my point. You'd, you'd get three of them for two years, and then it would flip, and then you know there's no chance of winning six games if you're Iowa State because the heavy heads are back on your schedule. Well, those things have changed clearly. But I mean, that, on the surface, I get why maybe. A, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure of the five power conferences. The most that's on the uh, the one that would be on the shakiest ground would be the Pac-12. Now, yes. Television and for the exposure? longest time, it was the Big 12. Sure. I mean, the Big 12 was going to be absorbed, at least some of the teams, yes. by the Pac-12. You remember that in 2009 or 10, whatever it was? Strength in numbers, building up. I'm with you the way and the basketball schedule is absolutely perfect. Oh, it's perfect. perfect. You play everybody home yep. and away. Yep. That's it. Yep. It's There's no, 
Well, you know, this team, they miss three heavy heads. Mm-hmm. No, there's none of that. You play everybody twice. Yep. It's the way basketball certainly should no question. be. Football, you can get in arguments. You play everybody, and then you have to beat a team twice in the championship. Uh-huh. But that aside, right? for basketball, it's I perfect. Can, I can live with that. I can absolutely live with that. But it is still susceptible, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. The money is good. Uh-huh. I mean, you you and you know people your age tell me that the cord cutting is the way we're going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And ESPN Plus is the future, mm-hmm. and the Big 12 is there. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what options that they had. Uh, as far as as far as a, um, um, a channel dedicated to them, like the Big Ten Network or the SEC or the ACC, I'm not sure if there was one out there. We know that the Pac-12 has struggled mightily to get their games on. They've got Dish, but you know, if you're a sports fan, how can you have Dish? Seriously, how can you have you the can't. Dish Network? You no. can't. Um, I don't know. I, I, on one hand, I get it. On the other hand, I hope that this is a complete uh, bunch of. Um, you know, poppycock. It very well could be. Tucson, the closest uh And it's a, look, Tucson's a great city. Tucson is a wonderful city. I'll be there in six weeks. Ten um, hours away from Lubbock, though. I mean, this is a very western mm-hmm, outpost. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is 100 miles up the road right. from Tucson. Um, but once every year, every other year, you make a trip to Arizona in October, November. You it's don't great. think Cyclone fans would like that? No, it's wonderful. Tucson's you don't think Sooner fans city. would like that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I mean, that you you would have. I mean, here, here's where the uh, the Malfians gets crazy in basketball. I mean, Bill Self <laughs> going up against Arizona. Yes, be some cheating going on there, won't there? <laughs> Seems that way. It certainly does. <laughs> oh man, a couple of schools that are front and center caught up in this whole thing. Um, anyways, I, I I don't put much into it. This is this would be a really good talker. If we weren't in football season, quite honestly, but I saw it yesterday and I thought, yeah, you know, number twelve TV market in Phoenix. It's a big market. Yeah, it's a big market. So could you, if you do, if you do absorb the two Arizona schools, can you ask a couple of schools to leave to keep it at ten? West Virginia, no thanks, but you're too far away. That's a that's a hike from West Virginia right. for Morgan. Don't think anybody's making that Morgantown to Tucson drive. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, and then if it was up to a, it was up to a vote amongst the fan bases in the Big Twelve, the other school that would be jettisoned, I'm guessing that those folks in Waco would be getting yeah. a lot of votes to be the one that uh, you are the weakest link. Although this year they're they're really good in football Seven and they're going to break some teams' hearts, including maybe that one in Ames, who they've already beaten and perhaps just perhaps could keep them out of a major major bowl opportunity. Jerry Palm has Baylor. Playing in the Sugar Bowl in New Year's Six New Year's Six Bowl. I don't believe that one, but at least at this point. All right, a couple of baseball managers. Uh, Trent of uh, a couple of baseball teams have found their manager. Joe Girardi to the Phillies. That one makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. When Jace Tingler was named the manager of the San Diego Padres, like most of the people listening to us now, Jace Tingler. You sound like an owl right now. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Jace Tingler is the new manager of the San Diego Padres. Now, baseball people will tell you that this is a home-run brilliant hire, that this is an off-the-wall, this is a guy that never played in the major leagues, that has been an on-field coordinator for the Texas Rangers, but despite the fact that he you know doesn't lack that blow-you-away resume, there's a lot of love for this hire amongst people in the game themselves, and I gotta, you know, defer to them. A huge component of this too, the way the Padres are and how many international players that they have. He's bilingual. Oh, is he? And that is something uh-huh. that. 
put him at the forefront for many organizations. As so, so know. the Padres weren't his only. Uh, so he had other interviews, did he? He was yes. He had was, you heard of no. him? I hadn't. No, I and, didn't and I was reading about him last night. He also managed uh, during the the winter leagues in the Dominican. Okay, so a lot of connections there. We know how many Dominican players that they are. So mm-hmm. this was something like you said in baseball circles. It's not a surprise. No, but for two people that watch a lot of baseball, yep. who? I'd, I'd never heard of him. No. Never heard of him. Sound made up. Play in the major. I'm not sure if he. Um, well, let me look at his, his bio. The Jays selected him in the tenth round of the draft. Uh, looks like he was lost in the Rule Five draft. Played four seasons of minor league. He's the highest he ever reached was Double A. Okay, but I mean, not not that that should be held against. No, him, but not at all. A, again, baseball people are just uh, raving about this hire. I have no idea who he is. I do know Joe Girardi. I think that that'll be a good fit uh, back in the National League with the Phillies, who underachieved. You know, when, uh, when you consider that the amount of payroll that uh, that the Phillies were willing to spend and did spend uh, this past off season, so a couple down, uh, just a few more left to go. Is David Ross? Uh, that domino fell yesterday in Chicago, and you know it's not overwhelming, Trent. The 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 stuff that I'm reading on on David Ross, there's a lot of. Boy, he was a great player, and we'll never we'll never forget what he was able to do in 2016 and what he meant to that team. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lot of meh, yeah. Plenty right? of that. So Girardi's in the Phillies. They're going to go out, probably spend even more this year. Mm-hmm. You have the Nationals, who are two games away from being world champions. Yep. You have the Braves with the young core and, that and is as good as anybody. And have promised to re-sign Rendon. Yeah. Yep. The Braves with the young core as good as oh, for sure. almost anybody yep. in baseball. I mean, yep. you can mark arguments on a couple of things. And then you have the Mets with the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. With what we saw out of Pete Alonso this year. Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's a division. It is. Now you got the Marlins, which... right. Helps too. Yes, it does. But those four teams battling Pretty over the salty, next right? two, three, four years. Pretty salty. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm with you because the West has one team. Yes, I mean, I mean the Rockies every now and then. The Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks have a team. Yeah, and the Padres have Jace Tingler. So, so we'll see. Um, it was a three team race all summer long in the Central. And look, I don't care what the Cardinals roster looks like; they're going to be there at the end. <laughs> Whether the roster way. blows you away or not, they're going to be there. They are every year. The Cubs, Cappy told us yesterday, he doesn't anticipate they're spending a lot of money. I think it's going to get it's going to get really interesting with this court battle that we t- told you about yesterday. Uh, that we didn't have time. Actually, we'd already finished our interview with Cap when he put that back out on Twitter, that there's a major, major um, dispute going on between Chris Bryant and his folks and Major League Baseball and the Cubs over that year of eligibility to start his free agent clock from ticking, and that's going forward. Um, the Brewers don't feel like they're going anywhere. I, nor should they feel like they're going anywhere. The Reds made improvements I, after that slow start. They're I, really talented, absolutely. I think. Their arrow is pointing up, and I'm trying to you know get people on this Reds bandwagon because they're a good baseball team. All right, Pirates are the Pirates. Let's shift to the other side, though, the American League. Okay. There's not that many good teams in comparison to what you have in the NL. It's kind of like the AFC and the NFC. It, it feels that way. You get the Yankees. The Rays mm-hmm. will be around in the Red Sox a little. And they want Garrett Cole desperately. Well, so does everybody. But the Yankees, when they want somebody, usually they get their man. Toronto, rebuilding. Yep. Baltimore, rebuilding. Yep. White Sox, rebuilding. Indians, mm-hmm. arrow pointing down. White Sox still rebuilding or almost at the they're end gonna, of the rebuild? They're getting towards the end of I it. I agree. But still, even next year, you're pushing Yeah, you want to be right 84 around, and 70. I was going to say, 82, 84, somewhere in that area. Right. Royals, rebuild. Tigers, rebuild. Uh-huh. Angels, eh. Joe Madden, we'll see. Mariners, terrible. Terrible. Rangers, eh. Yep. They got the A's and, of course, the Astros. 
The, the difference between the haves and the have-nots mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. compared to the depth of the National League, it's pretty immense there. No, it really is. Uh, Thursday night football tonight, boy, it's certainly on paper seems like. You know, t- if you, I looked at the, uh, the Redskins depth chart prior to the show today. Trent, this is going to be one of the worst rosters in the NFL, period. Somebody called it Expansion Lake. Yes. And, and then I did the that's same a real, thing That's as a really you. good description of it. Who, who did that? That's pretty good. I, I saw it on Twitter, and then I was looking at their two deep, and expansion teams have more talent than this team. How, how has it got this bad? This was one of the name organizations yes. for me growing Absolutely. up in the 80s. They were, for sure. It was the Washington, the Washington mm-hmm. Redskins were a thing, and yep. the, the sellout streak there. Yep. At the old stadium at RFK. RFK, yeah. And just, you hear the passion and the wait list, like we hear mm-hmm. with the Packers now. The Hogs. And now they can't give away tickets, yeah. and they moved out to that new stadium way outside of town. Landover. Is it in Landover? I think it, it is. is. Yep, yep. Listen, I listen to Tony Kornheiser pretty much every day on his podcast for at least a few minutes, and you know he talks about this, and just, nobody cares anymore. Nobody wants to no. go. You can't give away tickets. Mm-hmm. It is inept, and it comes down to one guy, Daniel Snyder. I mean, they are... Looked at now, if That's you look the at the last two decades, Clippers, yep. the Browns, they are right. a laughing stock. And if you would have said this in the 80s and the 90s, no, that organization, no chance. They won in Super Bowls. Joe yes. Gibbs is a Hall of Fame coach for crying out loud. Different quarterbacks. Yes. It wasn't just quarterback dependent. Right. Doug Williams won a Super Bowl there for crying out loud. Uh, John Riggins. They had Daryl Green. They have butts on that offensive line. The Hogs. They had some dudes. Daryl Green was a superstar in the secondary. Remember when he was the fastest guy in the oh, NFL? Oh, absolutely. Number 28. And, and wasn't he, wouldn't he show up on Superstars? Remember yeah, that show on ABC? Yes. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a good show. I mean, I, we got that in, in uh, Canada. I, I watched a lot of that show. <laughs> the Superstars. We needed anything sports. Well, and the guys were willing to do it because you know, they couldn't live on their salary. There's an extra then. five grand. Absolutely. They'll do that. But, I mean, look at, look at these skill position players. Terry McLaurin, Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn. That's your receivers. If Adrian Peterson can't go tonight, Chris Tom, no, he's out too. Wendell Smallwood will be hauling the mail. That's such an unfortunate name. How about the uh, the tight end if Vernon Davis can't go? I thought Vernon Davis was out. Is he? Is he Jeremy Sprinkle. Bring in Sprinkle. Jordan Reed, his career is over. <laughs> How about his backup? Hale Hentish. Trent, I have no idea who these dudes are. They're made up. <laughs> They're fake, fake names. And what's the line? Is it 16? 16 and a half. Can, can you yeah. play that game? No, I can't. I I knew you were going to ask today, so I did some of my number crunching. Yeah. And there is just not an angle that I could come up with I here like that you. I felt confident with. I mean, because Cousins is going up against his old team, yeah. does he try and put it on him? Thielen's out. Thielen's out. It's yeah. a short week. Right. It's a terrible team. You just run the football. Dalvin Cook, go get us two, two first dash touchdowns. Yeah. And let's just coast in the second half and mm-hmm. win it. 20 to 7, mm-hmm. 23 7, something like that. Or did they even, I mean, does Dalvin Cook take most of the second half off and he let Madison do it? Run the I ball? I like because, that Madison kid too. I do too from Boise yeah. State. Third round pick, good player. Had a really good spring, uh, uh, really good fall camp. Uh, and Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's getting MVP chatter. Yeah. Just, you know, say, you, you know, err on the side of caution with him. It's going to be a bad football game. No baseball tonight. No. College games stink. No, no, a good, good college game nah. today. SMU's at Houston. Come on. Oh, SMU's on. Right yeah, you, you probably haven't seen much SMU. No, I haven't. I had that big I bet haven't. earlier this year with stupid Tulsa. Where are they ranked? They're in the 20s, right? Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you get a first Maybe, look at they, SMU. Are they the best G5 team right now? Mm, Appalachian State? 
Yeah. They're pretty good. They're pretty good, too. Already so beat North Carolina. Well, and they get South Carolina coming up here in a couple of weeks. Oh, do they? Yeah. Interesting spot. Now, tomorrow, USC, Colorado. That's... Um, Yuck. Uh, you no, stop with your Pac-12. It's Pac-12, baby. You got to be Boulder. devastated if the Pac-12 breaks up. Your Pac-12 going away. <laughs> Back to the Pac-10. Don't do it, Big Twelve. Don't do it. Stay the way you are. You're perfect. All right, we're gonna get Stephen M. Sipple in here momentarily. In fact, uh, before we do that, though, Trent, <laughs> time to put another thousand dollars in your bull bankroll. Text the keyword car to two hundred two hundred. That's car to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star next. Miller and Condon till noon. It's 1025 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios, this is 1460. It's Northbrook, Illinois. It's time for Sip. Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. Been a couple of weeks since we've had you in here, Sip. Good to catch up with you again. I'm assuming it's been really uneventful in Lincoln. Not a ton going on. Everybody's in a great mood over there. <laughs> Football teams four and three. How are you, Stephen M.? <laughs> yeah, sorry about last week. I, I overbooked. Um, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> your characterization of what's what's going on here wasn't exactly accurate, right? Uh, <laughs> I understand you meant. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a. I would say this as a you know from a journalist perspective, it's there's no shortage <laughs> right. of things to write about, and there's a lot, and it's intriguing. I mean, it's it's a very I'd say a very intriguing time at Nebraska. No doubt. So let's uh, let's go inside the, I guess, the latest news. Well, obviously, we want to get an Adrian Martinez update, but Maurice Washington, Sip, it sounds as though Coach Frost earlier in the week uh, made it clear that, you know, he's not practicing, he's not with the team. There was some, uh, I guess, uh, not. there was a question if he's still in school, so maybe you could answer that, but it seems like, you know, from where we sit, that, that Washington's days at Nebraska, specifically on the football team, those days might be over. How about Maurice Washington? Yeah, we don't know. I mean, he's still enrolled in classes. I, I mean, I don't, I can't say that I know if he's attending classes. Um, to your, to what you said about the Maurice Washington days being over, that it appears that way. I mean, Scott said he won't be with the team for a protracted period. Now what what is that what is that what does all that mean? It's 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 hard to say. Hold, hold on a second. What? No, I want a radio show. <laughs> um, the uh, um, the uh, uh, it's hard to say exactly if he'll come back, but it doesn't. I mean, I mean it's kind of it's a little awkward the conversation because because Scott left open the possibility of Maurice Washington returning at some point, but it's not going to be, it'd be very shocking if it was this season. 
with the charges hanging over his head and hindsight being twenty twenty, did Scott Frost make a mistake here even playing him this year? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Here's why I would say that, Trent. Now you've led me into a potentially controversial opinion, but that's fine. It's radio, and we can do that. He hasn't been convicted of anything. I mean, he's, he's. I know that there's certain, there's certain charges that you would say cringeworthy. Oh, got to, yeah, he's got to be automatically suspended. He wasn't expelled from school, for instance, like Quintez Cephas was at Wisconsin, right? Uh, for you know, he was ultimately, you know, Quintez Cephas, of course, was ultimately exonerated. Mm-hmm. You can't mess around with sexual assault, rape. I'm not diminishing the charges against Maurice Washington either, but but someone judged that they're not serious enough to expel him from school or even kick him off the team, and he's been char- and he's been he's been found guilty of nothing. So no, I don't. I, and I'm you know, keep in mind I'm the son of a defense attorney, and I have a brother who's a defense attorney, so I'm a little bent that way. I mean, excuse me if I still believe in what happened to you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> innocent. I, I'm not innocent. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I get a little dismayed by the way society has gone in terms of guilty until proven innocent. And a lot of that is just because of my background. Mm. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star, is our guest. All right, what about Adrian Martinez? Uh, Sippy didn't play uh, in Minnesota. What do you expect? Is he is he good to go this week against Indiana? What are you hearing? Well, here's the deal, guys. I mean, you, there's a potentially really interesting story here. Not only do we know, we don't know, not only do we not know if Adrian Martinez will be ready for Saturday's game, we're not sure about Noah Vedral's ready for wow. Saturday's game. So we're not sure. Nobody, I don't think anybody, now Scott Frost is going to address the media here in about 20 minutes. But as I stand here right now, I, I I don't know that anybody can tell you if Adrian Martinez will be ready, and I don't think they can tell you that mm-hmm. Noah Vedro will be ready. Now, there is the number three guy on the depth chart is, is a true freshman in Luke McCaffrey, and he's fine. He's healthy. Love so to we'll see, see. Vedro Vedro came out of the Minnesota game limping, got hit on a, on, a, on a knee late in that game and had to go out. And he's not – I don't think he's 100% either. Mm-hmm. Where's the fan base now? After another loss by week, all this, so much going on inside the program, they got the guy they wanted to come in and a year and a half into it. Certainly hasn't gone the way many people have expected. More frustration? Are people, hey, the time's going to come? Where do you get the sense this fan base is as a whole? Well, Trent, I, I, you know, I, I always answer those questions. They're tricky to me because it's hard to throw a blanket over everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own opinions on things. And if you're asking for the temperature, um, so to speak, I, it's hard to, like, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of patient people that under can look at the situation and size it up for what it is. But, but there are some people that are rightfully uh, frustrated because the football hasn't looked that good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I think, I mean, what I've been saying and what I probably should write at some point is I think people's patience will be better or would be better if they were seeing a team that was played clean, if there weren't a lot of turnovers, 
there weren't a lot of penalties. There's, you know, this has been a team that's penalized quite a bit. If they played well on special teams, I think people would be more patient. But that, that is always seems like a mixed bag or just not very good. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do while you're building a program that will help with patience. And they haven't done those very well. And if, and if you were going to ask me my leading concern, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. why, I, I'd like to see some good fundamental hard-nosed football while this program's growing. Um, I think everybody would be more patient if you saw more of that. Sip, I want to uh, get your opinion on Minnesota. That was the last team that uh, obviously Nebraska played. They they uh, had Nebraska uh, blanked until the uh, fourth quarter when Nebraska finally found the end zone. So what do you think about this unbeaten Minnesota Gophers team that leads the Big Ten West? Were you impressed, Sip? Well, I yeah, I, going in, I had a good idea of what they had at the skill positions that you guys do. And now I think pretty much everybody does. They've even gotten better there because Shannon Brooks got healthy and Bo Ibrahim got healthy. I mean, everybody knows about Rodney Smith. Mm-hmm. Of course, the receiving core is just excellent. I mean, it's a really good group of receivers. The top three are, are you know, Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Chris Ottman. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. The top two, those first two guys, Tyler Johnson and Bateman. Uh, Rashad Bateman, are, I mean, those are just really yes. good players. Yep. And and the line got better. Mm-hmm. Now the offensive line had been a big awful kind of let down yep. group, but got but but recently has gotten better. Now here's what I'd say about it. I'm not convinced about the defense. I don't okay. I think they got a they, it's a decent defense now. You 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 got to watch Kamal Martin's injury. Kamal Martin is their leading tackler, and I mm-hmm. think he's their best player on defense. And I don't I think he's out, he's going to be out for a while. Um, double check that. But if Martin's not a part of it, then I then it, then it kind of lessens my regard for a unit I was already a little skeptical of. But but they'll beat Maryland, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, but I do not think they'll beat Penn State. Interesting. What about Tanner Morgan, the quarterback? Did he catch your eye? Didn't throw it a lot. Well, I mean, I, I like. Here's what I like about him. He's a he's a tough kid. He's a gamer. Yeah. He's not overly talented, but he has been pretty accurate. And he's. I don't know how to characterize him. Maybe as a guy like when you guys play pickup basketball, there's a guy who's not overly talented, but he's just kind of a pain. <laughs> and then you know he'll make shots at the end of games that beat you, and you're like. I, we really, we let that guy beat it. He's kind of that guy. Um, I have a lot, actually, have a lot of respect for. Uh, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, Indiana five and two. Uh, Nebraska looking for their fifth win as they creep toward bowl eligibility. It's going to get there, Sip. You're go- you're going to be away over Christmas at some point, uh, I think, don't you? Doesn't this still feel like a bowl team? I know it's not the expectations. The bar was set way too high, but doesn't it still feel like a bowl team to you that they will find a way to get you know six or seven wins in all likelihood? Well, Kenny, <laughs> I-, I tell you what, this game's big in that regard. Um, I think if they win this game, if they find a way to win this game, I'd feel pretty confident about it. They, you know, they just need one more. Um, but if they lose this game, you know, you, you know what you're looking at. You got to, mm-hmm. you'd have to win two of three, and that would be beating Wisconsin or Iowa on your home field, or and going to Maryland. You got to win two of those three, and I think that would be really, really tough. Big game. Simple. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen M. Simple. Appreciate it.
All right. Take care. Good Thanks, to talk Ed. to you. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Stars. He joins us in uh, his regular Huge spot. game this weekend uh, for bowl eligibility. So here's the rest of their schedule. They they follow that up. They go to West Lafayette to take yep. on Purdue. That's a winnable football game. By Purdue's week. Not, and then, then a bye week. week. And then Wisconsin. So you're not beating Wisconsin. No. The game's in Lincoln. I don't care. At Maryland. Mm, should win that. Should win that. And then Iowa on Black yes. Friday. I mean, that seemed like a hard they lose note. Indiana this weekend. Things are going to get hairy. Could could Black Friday be for bowl eligibility for the Huskers? Yeah, very well could be, Trent. It wouldn't shock me. It very well could be. Uh, Lee Sterling joins the program next. Miller and Condon until noon. Des Moines Sports Station 14. 14- Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Millery Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Trent and I with you until noon in the 11 o'clock hour. Alex Halstead on Iowa State. Mark Morehouse on Iowa as we take you up until the noon hour. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He'll be in uh, the Kansas City area this weekend. Saturday, Oklahoma K-State. Sunday, we've got the Chiefs hosting the Packers. Lee joins us. Lee is... What are you hearing on Pat Mahomes? Is is Patrick Mahomes going to? I mean, he practiced yesterday. I mean, how do you handle this one, Lee? How do you with his injury? I mean, do you have a, a go to where you can, you know, the best information you get from X? What is X? Well, sometimes you just need to look at the odds. The odds were four and a half until recently. I'm talking about like two, three hours ago, where they all of a sudden gone down to three and a half. So I personally, unless I felt he was 90% healed or better, I wouldn't play him. That's just my opinion. Season's too long. Mm -hmm. His career's too long. But, um, you know, some of these guys, they heal pretty quick. (laughs) So, I mean, anything could happen with this guy. We've seen guys, you know, have knee surgery, and they're back in like five, six, seven days. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll get to that game coming up here, but let's start. Uh, let's start in the college ranks. And boy, big one in Columbus lost a ton of its uh, shine when uh, Illinois picked off Wisconsin last week. But Ohio State, a couple of touchdowns, a favorite over the Badgers. Badgers bounce back. Uh, keep it close. How do you see this one, Lee? Well, I, what I was hoping for, I was hoping that Wisconsin would win. The line would be like eight, nine, nine and a half points. I jump on Ohio State and be a blowout. Hmm. Not going to be quite as easy as I thought. Teams, you know, after usually looking ahead and and now they're, you know, trying to come back after a loss, usually play a lot better. They still have some weaknesses. They they've played, they haven't played a quarterback that's mobile. So those four shutouts look great, but really didn't shut out anyone that, that's worth anything. And I think Ohio State's defense is better. I think they have better special teams. Now, remember 2014 Big 12-10 championship game, Ohio State fifty nine nothing, so it's not going to be that bad. But you know, last two times they played in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, the Buckeyes won by six and seven points. I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I'm still going to take Ohio State. They double up Wisconsin forty two twenty one. Forty two twenty one. All about the Buckeyes again this week, yeah. Lee. Let's uh, stick with the Big Ten team, Michigan, as they get Notre Dame night game there. Michigan showed a pulse after getting down 21 nothing against Penn State. I, I guess you could take that angle. Notre Dame, on the other hand, you know, certainly flying under the radar with the schedule they've had since that Georgia game. What do you see with the Irish and the Wolverines? Yeah, um, 
I think that they, they not only have a pulse. I saw something in that team. Not many teams that are down 21 nothing will come back and have a chance to go to overtime. They were a drop pass in the end zone away from going to overtime. I, I just saw a, a, a confidence in them that I hadn't seen. You know, I know they played hard against Iowa, and they played great. Their defense did, but their offense even showed me something here. Michigan's both losses were on the road. This game is at home. I mean, similar skill players, you know, book for Notre Dame and running back Jones, and Michigan's got uh, Shea Patterson and Charbonnet and also Haskins in the backfield. I just think Michigan's defense actually might be better when they're right and when they're attacking like they were against Iowa. And I think Michigan's going to play spoiler here, and pressure is clearly, I think, on the Irish. Give me Michigan, 27-20. Interesting. Well, let's uh, go just north of us here. It's homecoming at Jack Trice Stadium up in Ames. Uh, The line opened, Iowa State was about 7, 7.5-point favorite. It's been bet up as high as 10.5. I think it's back down to 10 now. Cowboys from Oklahoma State invading Iowa State to take on the Cyclones. Cyclones giving 10. Yeah, and Iowa State's offense really getting into high gear. Last three games, 42 points per game. Watching the Oklahoma State game last week, that game was there for the taking. Their head coach, Gundy, called a really poor game. He must have called like 12 or 14 fade patterns, takeoff patterns, um, almost nothing in the center of the field, whereas... When they were playing Baylor, Baylor hit on three crossing routes, and they just made no adjustments on defense. So um, uh, Spencer Sanders, I think he, he, I think he's going to be really good. He's had a bad game. I love Brock Purdy, but laying double digits, not his best setup in the last four games between the two teams, have been all decided by seven points or less. Iowa State wins 35-28, but I'll take Oklahoma State plus the double digits. Didn't grab the points with the Cowboys. Let's uh, stick with the Iowa team as Iowa makes their way over to Evanston to take on the Wildcats. If you're a believer in historical trends, this one's easy. You take Pat Fitzgerald, who's dominated Kirk Ferentz, and the Wildcats here, but this Northwestern team, different than many of the past, struggling offensively. Ten and a half the number, Lee. Yeah, and and it's the offensive line. I mean, we also know that Sam is not playing great, and their top receiver's out, but um, one touchdown, five interceptions the last three games, not going to get it done. They've got three offensive linemen that are game-time decision. Now for Northwestern, their top running back, Bowser, is also a game-time decision. Uh, they're averaging just 12.5 points per game, number 128 out of 130 teams. But as you said, as an underdog, this is usually the way to go with not the, the, the Wildcats. We call them the Wildcats this year, 16-7-1. The last 24 as an underdog. Iowa only won last year, 14 nothing. Maybe Northwestern turns back to Hunter Johnson here. I have a feeling they're going to go to him here, who was just uh, Aiden Smith last week, 6 for 20. And a barn burner, Iowa 16-10. I'll take Northwestern plus the double digits. <laughs> oh, I think you're going to be right on. Lee, you're going to be right at the game in Kansas City. Arrowhead, it's an incredible environment. We'll see about Mahomes and with that, Lee, four and a half is the number here that you have. This thing certainly is going to be changing as we get more news on, on of course, Mahomes. But how do you see the Chiefs and the Packers Sunday night football? Well, a game you, you definitely do not want to play right now unless you're, you know, you're going to take a shot with the Chiefs. If you can get, let's say, four and a half or even three and a half, you think Mahomes is going to play, that might be the way to go. I would only play this game if he does not play in the game. And if he doesn't play in the game... I think Kansas City might be up against it. They're going to have to, you know, find a way to get some pressure on the quarterback. And, and 
Right now, you know, it looks like they're going to be without Xavier Williams. He's on IR. Chris Jones is a game time decision. And, uh, seen Matt Moore too many times here in Miami <laughs> yeah, for a number of years. Yeah. He will try to push the ball down the field. He'll hit on a few big plays, but tends to throw a lot of interceptions. He is, he, he doesn't see the safety a whole lot. Just let me give you that clue, mm. uh, with Matt Moore. And he didn't play last year out of football. So 35 years old, journeyman, gunslinger, <laughs> tough kid, but, uh, um, not not the not the guy you want going up against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I like Green Bay here. I think they win and cover this game uh, thirty to twenty. That's only if Pat Mahomes doesn't play. Yeah, he has no idea where the safety is on the field. That's not a good thing for a quarterback. Uh, your right. game of the week, Lee Sterling. It's a Big Ten East tilt. Penn State at Sparty to take on Michigan State. Unbeaten Penn State. Uh, Michigan State is four and three. In Penn State, the Nittany Lions just under a touchdown favorite. It's your game of the week. If the crew wants more information, how do they reach out? Just call eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. What a game this is! Undefeated Penn State. Going up against Michigan State, isn't it amazing? Off the record, just, well, not, it's on the record. What, what do you think the record, without looking, what do you think the record of Michigan State is? They're four and three. Yeah, okay. I asked three friends of mine. Yeah. And they don't follow, you know, they're here from South Florida. What the record of Michigan State was. One person said two and five, the other Jeez. thought it was three and four. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like? Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point. So, um, yeah, how about this? They can get, I, I've never done this before. I know there's a lot of people love to join me, but maybe you know they're doing it on their own. They're with someone else. You know, maybe finances. Maybe they're unsure. I'm going to give them my top five plays on Saturday for free, no strings attached. Cool. All you have to do call eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. Again, the number eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. Just give us your email address. We'll email you the top five plays that I have for Saturday. I know if I win for you, you're going to want to be with me through November uh, and also uh, the Bowls, NFL playoffs, and Super Bowl. So call 800-400-9741 right now. Give you the top five plays for Saturday. No strings attached. Good stuff. Lee Sterling, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the games you'll be at Saturday and Sunday, and we'll talk to you a week from today. Appreciate it, Lee. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you, Lee Sterling. ParamountSports.com. Give it away for free. Blown it out. 800-400-9741. That number has been in my head for a very long time. <laughs> um, Isn't it funny this how was Kenny things? White's play. Remember yesterday he joined? Was. He loves Michigan State. There's a lot of sharps that I've seen that I follow that have the exact same Really? I mean, we've said, we, when we saw this line, it stunk. It did. It does. And it still stinks. So does the Colts and the Broncos. So you think I'm going the wrong way, right? Well, Colts should be double digit. You know favorite. how I love the Colts. Yeah, I do. But you're making me certainly, that was initially going to be probably a two-unit play for me. I'll probably be reeling it back in. <laughs> Just because you think. <laughs> because I know your Broncos, you get a little, you get angry with them. And mm-hmm. you just think they stink more than they actually probably do. Well, what what leads you to believe that this team has a pulse? Well, nothing. <laughs> right. But what means... Why Michigan State? What are they going to score? Ten points? The last three, the last two weeks, they've scored. They got they put ten up against Ohio State, and they got blanked by Wisconsin. Right. At best, so at best 17? 10, 14, 17? against this Penn State front. I just that's the thing. You, but is this a game that ends thirteen twelve? Is it going to be like Iowa sixteen ten? Sixteen ten. I just got a text from Nick Athen. I'm told he's playing with the knee sleeve brace. What is going on with Patrick Mahomes? I think we know what's going on. This is baffling. He's going on the field. 
Sunday night. I can't wrap my mind around this. Is this the best course of action with your franchise quarterback? If he can play. This seems short-sighted. We'll see. You're He's not got- alone in that thinking. There's a lot of people that feel the exact same way that this is a huge mistake. We'll see. Uh, 11 o'clock hours coming up next. We'll talk Iowa State with Alex Halstead. Iowa with Mark Morehouse. Trent and I till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.